welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is adapia dereko from alpha investing welcome adapia hi rama thank you so much for having me Yeah, thank you very much. And a little bit about Adapia. Adapia is a passionate and visionary executive with extensive experience across countries and cultures in both established and startup environments. Adapia oversees alpha investing growth strategy with an emphasis on investor growth and relations. A recognized and respected woman in real estate and fintech, Adapia has been featured a featured guest writer speaker and presenter on topics including entrepreneurship leadership marketing and women in business so with that adapia would you like to add anything to your background let's see what well, i i think one of the important things um is that i was one of the very early people in real estate crowdfunding and i helped launch the industry i joined one of the early platforms as a as a founder and so i've been in the online syndication and real estate capital raising space since uh, late 2013 got it and thank you thanks for sharing that would you share your thought process of getting into real estate multifamily Sure. I mean, getting into real estate crowdfunding was actually how I got into investing in real estate in a let's say in a proper way because I I owned like a couple of apartments up in Canada where I'm I'm originally from, but I didn't understand, you know, how syndication worked or um, you know, even how to properly value an investment. And things up there are very different. There's not the same dynamics, there's not the same return profiles as there are here in the US. Um that That said when I first got started I was on the hard money lending side so more on the residential side and it and um so I I learned about real estate by being in this industry and and then especially when I joined Alpha Investing in 2018 because we invest in the equity side of multifamily senior housing affordable housing so you know that's really in 2018 is when I was deep deep diving into multifamily and um the equity side of the capital stack got it so what is the difference you observed or you experienced from cloud platform versus apartment syndications I mean, crowdfunding is a version of syndication. Um, so when crowdfunding came about in 2012 with the Jobs Act, and it really started to kick into gear in 2013, 2014, and beyond, it came about because of the internet, because of websites, because they are deemed and they are a form of advertising. And so the SEC created Rule 506C. For those who know it, it basically means that for the first time in you know in the history of the SEC since the 19 30s 1933 that you as let's say a developer um or syndicator or an investor raising capital you could actually promote and market your specific deal because up until that point that was not possible under rule 506b you're not allowed to advertise your specific private placement and so that's really what you know that's really what changed it but the mechanics of the capital raise are are the same i mean there's the same legal structures it's really just how you go about it that changed in terms of giving people a different option because you could do it either way you could do a b or a c and there's differences um between both and plenty of people use both not just crowdfunding uh platforms got it and thank you thanks for sharing that sure and would you share your acquisition process and criteria for selecting a sponsor yes 
So at Alpha, you know, we raise capital. So we are private equity. We come in as the sole or primary LP with a very small group of multi-billion dollar operators. So we like to work with very, very experienced operators um, who have uh, the, the deal flow under their belts and they have the lending relationships. They have the track record. They have a deep and broad understanding of, you know, the asset class that they're working in. So let, you know, talking about multifamily and also the geographic areas. And we like to work with sponsors who are adding value strategically and not just assuming that the market is going to drive, you know, drive value. So when we're selecting sponsors, we, you know, we take a, like sometimes years <laughs> to really vet a sponsor. Um, usually it's a three to six month process when we've identified a sponsor that could get, be a good partner because we like to be recurring capital partners. So with our sponsors, you know, some of our sponsors we've done 14 deals with, uh, just, it just really depends on their deal flow, of course, because we're, you know, we're still underwriting the deal. Um, but on the sponsor side, we look for the tangibles, um, and intangibles. So for example, you know, the way the principles of the firm communicate, are they transparent? You know, you can just tell when you meet people and you talk to people, if there's somebody that you actually want to do business with in the, in the long term. And that's in addition, of course, to vetting track records going to see their properties, you know, seeing what kind of reporting they do. And so at the level of sponsor we're working with, their reporting is institutional, which is what we need. Okay, got it. And so what size of deals and what kind of markets you're looking so there's a couple of different markets and different different sponsors. So they're also different deals. So we have a sponsor that does a pretty heavy value add with a quick turnaround, like a three-year turnaround. And those markets are Phoenix, Dallas, Las Vegas currently. And then we have sponsors that are doing more like core plus. So on the affordable housing side, we have a sponsor that has more of a core plus, you know, stabilized in Chicago. And then we have another sponsor that is doing smaller unit portfolio building in the uh, in the Midwest. And so that's going to be a different return profile and that's more on the five year. So, you know, different strategies for different markets and, you know, every sponsor has their own strategy and their own, you know, and their own strengths that they're playing to and also the markets. So they understand it because a market, let's say like, you know, like Dallas is, is very, very different than a market that's more up and coming, like some of the areas in Ohio, for example. So um, it really depends. So we really vet the business plan that the sponsors are are working with and and really making you know does it make sense to us as well um so that's part of it okay got it and would you share about your investment philosophy Sure. So it kind of goes along with what I was saying. So the the philosophy really is to protect the downside. And so we're at Alpha, we're very focused on downside protection and risk mitigation. So we're underwriting for a correct risk adjusted return. And we're looking for not just value add from the perspective of, you know, renovation value add, but the value add that a sponsor brings through their experience and through their strategy. So, so the philosophy is really rooted on on working with the best possible sponsors who have aligned values to ours and where we can get a good sense, you know, all things being equal because everything is a projection as we know that, you know, we're really able to 
properly underwrite all the possible risks and try to mitigate those risks. And so, you know, we're we're more prudent. I don't mind using the word conservative. We're we're very picky and we're very patient. And so the philosophy is also we don't have to do deals for the sake of doing deals or for or for revenue. And so we like everything to be really aligned. Like it it has to make sense because Alpha takes its fees on the promote at the end. And so we have to wait for a project to come full cycle. Uh, we choose to wait. And so, you know, this alignment to our investors from, you know, to whom we syndicate the equity is really important as part of our philosophy as well. Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And you're performing as a growth strategy. I mean, from Alpha Investing side, you're mainly working as a growth strategy and investor growth and relation side. So would you share like some best practices you're implementing as part of that? Yeah. You know, so what we really like to do at Alpha is to the degree possible is to really get to know our investors. We don't believe in just offering a website interface with, you know, with no human contact. We require a phone call with anyone who would like to invest with us. We currently have a wait list. And so we're, we're also very picky about our investors and the success of, of the projects really that we're investing in is dependent upon, you know, time timely and correct communication with and by our investors, because when we're raising capital, we need to make sure that everyone is on board and signing their documents and, and wiring and funding so that we can produce, you know, the, the equity that the sponsor needs to close the deal. And so everything is dependent on very clear communication and on timely communication. And so, you know, we do our best through, you know, whether it's email on the process side and, you know, and phone calls. So we really, for us, it's important that investors are understanding of the fact that they're in a small pool of select investors and it's not crowdfunding where, you know, you can just, you know, decide not to follow through on your soft commitment and not say anything. And it doesn't matter for us. Like every investor really matters and everyone's success and our continued success is because our investors understand that this is, um, it's like serious. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but sometimes I think with very impersonal personal systems where it's based on getting as many people as possible because you're playing a numbers game. And so people aren't held accountable to their action or their non-action. Um, but really the success of anything is dependent on your focus and your awareness and your intention. And so for us with, with our investors, that's, that's also part of it. So we're transparent with them. We get to know them and we make sure that there's an alignment between their goals and what we're offering, because you know, not everybody necessarily even wants to invest in, in multifamily or, or senior housing, you know, so there has to be, or some people like development, like, so it's important for us to make sure that we're talking to the right people. And also if you're an investor, like you want to make sure that the firm you're investing with has aligned values and strategies, and there's so many options out there. So, you know, that's why it's never a problem if somebody isn't a good fit or we're not a good fit for them, because, you know, we all have very little time in our days these days. Days and and so really landing and locking in with people that have an alignment of values, I think it's really, really important to everyone's success. Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And what are you offering? Finance 6B or Finance 6C? They're 506B. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And would you share any of your best multifamily investing experience or any experience so far? 
you know, I think it, it kind of wraps back up with really working with the right sponsors and really getting to know them and developing a good relationship with them and, and getting very comfortable with their strategy because everybody has different, you know, different strategies. And so, you know, I think the best deals, you know, of course we all love high returns and everything, but the best deals are the ones where you can sleep at night and you know that when um, you know, something doesn't go exactly according to plan that you're, that you're not worried about it. So, you know, COVID was a really good example where our portfolio, because of our sponsors, because of their asset management strategies and the way that they work with their property managers and their tenants, like our portfolio seemed untouched by COVID. It's like COVID didn't happen to our multifamily portfolio. And, and that is a testament to the sponsor and how the sponsor operates. And so, you you know, that would be to me like a really good and recent and relevant example of really good experiences with, um, with sponsors. Got it. And so would you share any of your worst challenging experience so far? So one of the most challenging was an, was an early project with a sponsor where interestingly on this one, that the sponsor didn't have strong enough debt relationships. And so this is where, and why we're so adamant about understanding all of a sponsor's capital relationships, especially their lender relationships, where the success of the project and the returns of the project were really hinging upon a refi. And when the sponsor was unable essentially to raise rents, and even though the market was, you know, was a, a rising market. And so you could say that the value of the property should have been, you know, going up, but regardless, the lender uh, basically backed out and said, I will not refi. And so so the, the whole project fell apart in a sense. So the whole return profile of the project fell apart. And this experience, which was early on in Alpha's life, really helped to determine the level of sponsor that we would work with and the vetting process of, of that sponsor. Now, we exited the deal early and investors got all their capital back, but they didn't make a return. So we've never lost investor capital. And um, you know, since that time, our, our level of underwriting and um, project profiles have dramatically, dramatically changed. Like something like that would just not happen again, based on the sponsors that, that we're currently working with. Got it. So what is the reason behind, I mean, the lender backing out for refinancing? I don't know. I wasn't at the firm at the time. I mean, they, whatever reason it, it was, they decided, you know, they decided to back out. And so that's just what happened. Got it. So, and what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? So, you know, our current focus in the multifamily space is really on the the sponsor strategy and their their ability to proactively add value given a lot what's going on with bidding wars and and you know what what's happening to to cap rates and so you know we're we're excited i guess is to continue to work with our existing sponsors and we're all you know we we do look for other sponsors that um that make sense because we think that there are still opportunities there's so many markets there's secondary and tertiary markets that have different return profiles. They have different timeline profiles as well in terms of returns. And so, you know, we're, we're excited to meet sponsors that are, you know, working in secondary, even tertiary markets and see the potential there and are, are, are penetrating those markets. Got it. And so any one advice that impacted you? 
you know, the, I think it really is like being sponsor centric, like from the perspective of, of advice is, is just that for multifamily investing specifically is that the sponsor's business plan needs to include some deep thinking and, and action that adds value, not just, you know, cap rate compression, which is also very unlikely <laughs> these days. So, you know, it, it really is like the best advice that I got, which I got, I get constantly from our head of underwriting and Lynn, um, you know, she'll say the devil's in the details all the time, every single time. So um, no matter what, it's the devil's in the details. And so that's why we're so thorough about underwriting, because it can be really easy to get excited about a project and look at these returns and it's all going to be great and look at the economic growth. And, you know, you tell the story. I mean, we're telling stories around a business plan, but at the end of the day, you, you have to like sit down and look at the details and look at your assumptions, especially the details with the assumptions are what is really going to drive a decision and help you see clearly. Yep. So true. And any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? Yeah. So I have a pretty consistent uh, personal practice, which includes meditation and and contemplation. And and that's a really important practice for centering, for clear thinking and, you know, taking time and space really more than time in my day to, um, to help me because in my role, I'm talking to investors a lot. And so for example, like I don't book calls back to back. It's just not, it's not the right thing to do. Um, I like to be really present for my phone calls and I need space to do that. Right. Um, it's, it's practical, but I refuse to book back to back calls and I refuse to book more than like four calls a day because I'm not going to be at my best and I'm not going to be able to connect on a personal, meaningful level with an investor. I'm going to sound like a robotic sales machine. Otherwise I'm just like trying to get through, you know, the spiel if you will. And so I don't do that. I really like to get to know people I'm, I'm talking to. And if necessary, I'll have plenty of conversations with them because no one's in a rush or nobody should be in a rush rather. So that stems from my giving myself permission to have space in my own day for things like meditation and and contemplation, um, which is very like anti-Western mind. (laughs) Got it. And so any one book that impacted our life and what way? You know, more than more than a book. And this this is. Well, I guess the the book that is impacting me a lot right now, and it's the first time I'm reading it, is Autobiography of a Yogi. And that's very impactful to me at this time in my life. And along with that, it's not a book, but it is this specific uh, physicist who um, runs the Resonance Science Foundation. His, His name is Nassim Haramain, and you can find him on YouTube. And it's he's incredible because he basically describes the quantum mechanics and the quantum science and theories behind consciousness, which is very interesting to me. And so I find that as I'm reading Autobiography of a Yogi and I've met the Resonance Science Foundation, Nassim Haramein, that it's like he's explaining what the ancients have understood for so long. And I find that absolutely fascinating. And it really, it really helps my whole brain understand what is possible within me, which again, goes back to my centering and, and my meditation and understanding that it's about being and and not doing. Got it. Got it. And thank you. And how are you giving back to community? 
So as Alpha, we make um, several donations as employees and as the company to um, to different philanthropic organizations. Um, and this is really important to us to be able to, to give back because as the leadership team, so there's four principles, I'm, I'm one, you know, we are all very much in of service. Like we want to be of service and, and we want to give, we want to give back. So we do that as, as a company. And, you know, in terms of giving back to the, the community. I know for me personally, I make myself very available and accessible for people who want to ask questions. I may not be the best like teacher of the basics, you know, but I'll always take calls if somebody reaches out and has some questions. And that's important for me to give back because in my journey of coming into the real estate investment industry in this space is that people were so generous. People are very very generous with their time and their knowledge and their experience. And so I like to do the same. I like to reciprocate that. Awesome. And thank you. So how can listeners can connect with you? So you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way. If you want to um, send me a message and let me know, um, you know, how you found me, that's the best way to, um, to connect with me is, is going to be on, uh, on LinkedIn. Sure. And thank you, Rapia. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Rama. Yeah, thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.